0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, it's Dan Valley.
1: Remember to search Blue Wire Buckets in iTunes or Spotify for more NBA content.
0: Hello people, welcome into episode 26 of Press Pass. I'm Kayla Anderson joined by the lovely Ella Di Giovanni, Gabriella, if you want to go technical <laughs> on us. Uh we're happy to be here this week. The sun is shining and I feel like Ella I'm in such a better mood when the sun is out and there's no rain.
1: <laughs> it's a total it's a total game changer, I know. It Isn't feels it? great. Yep, everyone's in a good mood. It's, I know it's better
0: for everyone, right? It, it certainly is, and I think that gives us just a little bit of pop this week because we are mixing things up just a tidbit when it comes to our podcast format. So we're mm-hmm. not going to sit there and and dwell on everything. We're just going to let it kind of flow organically. But hopefully, you guys will like the new twists of things, and we're still going to be focused on getting a, a guest in once in a while to break things down. But we're going to bring you more of our personalities because guess what? That's what we love to do. We love to talk sports and we love to bounce things off of each other. And so we said, why not just bring it to you in a full podcast?
1: I'm really excited to do this because I feel like we do this every day on the phone. We do. (laughs) Uh, But we get to do it more in the setting of our podcast, which we love so much. And it's exciting because we kind of are bringing the best of both worlds in terms of our interests and our passions, because we get to just talk, you and I, and then we still get to bring on great guests. Like today, we're introducing someone so spectacular to break down the Stanley Cup playoffs a little later on. So I'm really excited to, to balance both of these things and see what happens.
0: So I wanted to ask you quickly before we get into some sports talk, mm-hmm. how was your weekend? Because you were very, very busy. Your yes. amazing sister, who I love to death, graduated from yeah. I know it's hard for you to 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 admit this part but from the <laughs> University of Alabama.
1: Yes, it was a great weekend. Um it was exhausting. It really was, but it was so exciting for all of us and our family and anyone that knows me knows my family is everything to me and my sister is everything to me. So um it was it was it was emotional at times you know seeing your little sister move on to the next chapter of her life but we had a lot of fun down in Tuscaloosa of course it's beautiful weather there it's the south and it's always so hot and she kept telling us when we were packing you're going to die it's so hot and then the day of her graduation was disgusting horrible just (laughs) downpour rain all day long the humidity Yes, but like you kind of alluded to how it might be hard for me to admit because there's always that college football yeah. rivalry in everything. If you went to a college football school, you just know, right? Yep. So she went to Alabama for those who don't know, I graduated from Ohio State a few years ago, and the friday the day before her graduation there was an event held at the president's mansion on campus which was really cool you got to tour the house and they had you know drinks and snacks outside and then you got to meet the president and his wife so we waited in line to meet them and we all walked up and shook their hands and they asked my sister her plans after graduation and then he asked me um what I do if, you know, if I'm a student or what. And I said, I took a pause for a second. Uh And I said, I graduated from Ohio State a few years ago. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that here. (laughs) And he laughed and he said, well, you know, we do have master's programs here. Oh, (laughs) Oh,
0: so already trying to turn you over to the other side. Already
1: trying. And he said, Mm -hmm. you know, I hear... If you go here second, it really just washes away anything you ever knew before. Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's stick to uh, you being a Buckeye. I spent, yeah,
1: Buckeye for life. I Buckeye spent some life.
0: time in the South, and while uh, I'm not going to hate on anything, uh, I definitely liked my time in Columbus and Ohio State. <laughs> uh, real quickly, my my, um, I'm flexing my muscles this week, Ella, because Are you? I, I am. Summertime makes me a whole new me. I'm a pretty healthy person. Wow. You know me, I'm pretty healthy, but I do not shy away from anything that I want. So if I want pizza, if I want a hamburger, if I want French fries, which are my weakness, I I always go for it, but I go for it Mm -hmm. more in the winter time because I'm kind of like, my body's like hibernating. So just like this last week, I don't know what happened, but I was like all in this health mode in terms of eating like, you know, the proteins and the salmon and the chicken. And I was impressed with myself. I did, I did it for a whole week with pretty much just cutting out sweets because that's my weakness. Um, mm -hmm. And I got on my Peloton bike yesterday. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, Ella, I've never worked that hard in my life on my own because I usually go to things that I have other people around me pushing me. But the Peloton bike, I don't know if anybody out there has heard of this, but this thing is amazing. And the instructors seriously kick your butt. And so I had... My Peloton workout yesterday. I've been eating right, so I'm feeling fresh. So if I'm just a little feisty during this interview, that's <laughs> why I've got that added energy. I feel like I'm out on the field and I'm and I'm competing in a game. That's what that's that's my my mood this week. You sound fired
1: up. Right? You really do.
0: I love it. We I'm haven't even to gotten go. then.
1: We haven't even gotten anything hot yet. You're, I know. And you're rocking and rolling.
0: I'm ready to go. Well, and that will take us right into uh, what we want to get into is the. Um, sports talk for the day. And we're talking three pointers. These are really our three subjects that caught our attention in the last few days. And so I'm going to start us off, Ella, by Mm -hmm. pretty much bringing up a topic that we don't even rarely touch on most of the year, right, as a sports culture. And this time of the year in May, We talk a lot of horse racing. People love horse racing this time of the year because, of course, you've got the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and all that. Mm -hmm. So there was a little bit of drama that happened this past weekend. Drama for your mama. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) If there is, it's like the the horses, like you never think we'd get that much drama in a horse race, right?
1: A horse race. Can we remind everyone?
0: Horses. Yeah, but horses. But they create drama. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't discriminate. So, here's the thing. Here's the background on what happened. Maximum Security, who was the favorite, he did cross the finish line first on Saturday. He mm-hmm. was disqualified and placed 18th. Now, it was the first disqualification due to race riding in the history of the event.
1: So Isn't that crazy? It, I was actually shocked
0: by that. It's not the first time ever, ever this has happened. And how Ella, because the reason why he was disqualified is because he was interfering with the other horses down the final stretch. And sometimes I know these are professionals. I know these jockeys are professionals. These horses are trained to race, but it's just inevitable sometimes, right? That you're going to run in to another horse. Well, you, you're so close. Like, right. And what's crazy, too, is I thought, oh, the weather had to play a
1: part in it. Because if you looked at the racetrack, I mean, it was nasty. It was... Oh, yeah. But you have to think there had to be another Kentucky Derby at some point in time that had horrible weather, too. But a lot of things that I've read, I guess what's crazy is the few horses that it truly did affect that you could see were affected by what happened luckily they had jockeys that knew what to do in that situation and pulled back sure they weren't ones that would have won do you know what i'm saying yeah so the horse that ended up winning wasn't really affected by what maximum security had done which is crazy but I, I've been really interested to see other people's opinions because obviously I don't know much about horse racing. I don't claim to know much about horse racing. So I've been watching other people's videos and just reading a lot yeah. to see what the opinions are and kind of what the rules are. I mean, they spent 22 minutes deliberating this, which I kind of appreciate because you don't want them to just go out and make a decision there's on a the lot. Kentucky Derby. Like well, look, this. there's
0: money on the line. I mean, there is a lot of so money much. on the line. So, this so is, much. This is horse betting. I mean, Yes. It's one thing yes. to bet on a game, but like horse betting, it's just taken to the next level, right? Yep. So you had to get that right. And I think they did get it right. You mm-hmm. you you just can't when you go back and look at the video, the video evidence. I love yeah. it as if we're like doing a replay for, yeah. for uh baseball or hockey or something. Yeah. But the video evidence clearly showed that he was interfering. And he crossed oh, Yeah, just
1: about four lanes. Yeah. And a lot of what I've read and people saying, which I obviously didn't know prior to now that if this happened on just a normal Wednesday type of race, he would have been disqualified immediately. Yep.
0: Yep. So when people
1: say that, and that's put into perspective, then it seems like they got it right. Yep. I mean, another thing that I read historically, which I didn't realize is maximum Security's jockey, his brother had won. Mm -hmm. um I forget what year and so they would have been the first brother set of brothers to to win the Kentucky Derby which is crazy
0: yeah I mean I get it that's that's a that's a shocker to the system when you mm-hmm. deliberate for 22 minutes and then you're not the winner. And it's, it's kind of, it kind of puts a sour note on the whole Kentucky Derby because you want the best horse to win. Right. And he clearly was he the was best clearly horse. the best horse, but it's just, yeah. unfortunately, this is how sports play out. It's sports are the best reality TV that we have. Yep. In this country. Forget um, the
1: Kardashians, man. Yeah, forget
0: the Kardashians. Sports is the best thing. Now, <laughs> I did want to mention, though, this came out today, uh, yesterday, actually. The owner now appealing and not going to run in the preakness. So right. that was a quick decision. And yeah. I heard an interview from him today. And they had just pretty much asked, like, "Are okay, this is behind you. Or are you going to move forward and run? Nope, we're not. We don't have a chance to win the Triple Crown, so we're not. So
1: it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was it was pretty. Um, I mean, I don't know how you would feel in that situation. I can't obviously relate. Like, do you do you stay bitter about it and have that snarky attitude? Like, we're not going to win the Triple Crown. So there's no point. Or right. do you go out and just race? I mean, yeah. the drama, What like the viewership for to see maximum security come back. I think that'd
0: be even higher. Right. That's what I'm saying so why not why not just go and run I get it this is you're talking to a girl who has a chip on her shoulder okay right. it, I mean it's not a bad chip but I've been through a lot in my career I get it I've I've, yeah. I've been given the shade a lot of times but that was fair
1: right so
0: get over it
1: yeah I know, and race
0: I know. your horse in the next race let's go I know anyway enough that's enough, enough horsing around on that let's move on <laughs> I had to. That was such a bad joke. I had to. to. The dad jokes are out tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God.
1: All right. Should we move on to um, a sport that is talked about very often in our culture? That is the NBA playoffs in full swing. Mm -hmm. First, we got to talk a little 76ers and the Raptors. The series is tied at two. Yeah. Why though? He's been the spark for Toronto that is Kept it even with Philadelphia. And, okay, some of these numbers from Kawhi. He's averaging 38 points per game on 62% shooting so far this series. And you know what I read today was crazy, too? LeBron has never done it. Not Durant, not Kobe. Kawhi that's- putting up these numbers in the postseason. Game four the other night, 39 points. He's not just putting up points. He also tallied 14
0: rebounds. Yeah, that's an, this is what they're calling him. The Terminator <laughs> I, That's <laughs> also awesome. him the Terminator right now, because I he's know obviously doing huge things and Heroic sometimes, things. sometimes that is what I guess you have to do in the NBA mm-hmm. is when you have a player we've and we I know you just compared him to LeBron, obviously, but we've seen LeBron what he's done with teams. Right. sometimes this is just how the NBA plays out. You just yep. got to have that guy that you can and a literally... a supporting like, cast. And a yep. supporting cast and just be like, hey, hop on my back. Let's go. Uh-huh. And and it's crazy because,
1: you know, the Sixers, you have Joel Embiid who has been very, very sick as he's been, as he's been very candid about and very open to how sick he really is. He's battling a horrible illness right now. Mm-hmm. And say Embiid was you know, on his game and he wasn't sick, Kawhi has, like you said, put the team on his back, um, putting up these numbers, because I don't know what Toronto would be doing if the Sixers were at full health right now.
0: No, I don't either. I just read another stat. This is impressive. <laughs> Speaking of Kawhi, a.k.a. the Terminator, uh, <laughs> during the postseason, just 33% of Leonard's baskets had been assisted. Oh, my god. 33 gosh. Wow, I mean, this is this is a guy that if you want to watch somebody do it all, mm-hmm. I, you got to tune into the series. Yep,
1: and we'll see how far they go. I mean, the series is tied, so yeah, it can it's go definitely going way. to get interesting down the stretch. I mean, if he, and and this is the scary thing about the Raptors, though, say Kawhi has one bad night, can the Raptors survive? And pick him up. I mean, we all see like the star, the big stars, the big names, the NBA. They'll have their their poor game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he does, if he has that one game, can the Raptors do it?
0: Yeah. No. That's that's a that's why it's so exciting. Like the postseason, when when these series are tied, it's mm-hmm. just like it really can go either way, right? It is a coin flip. Yep. So and keep- these
1: all of these sports that have you know, the best of seven series that are exciting because they can just go back and forth, back and forth. Obviously, you have your series that are sweeps, um, but these,
0: some of these NBA series right now are, are close. They're tight. Well, from one player lighting it up in the postseason to one we are used to seeing lighting it up always in the postseason. Now struggling a little bit, though. Steph Curry up against James Harden and the Houston Rockets has not been sunshines and rainbows at all for Steph. The first no. two the first two games of the series, he shot a combined eight of thirty-two from three. So very uncharacteristic, especially from Beyond the Arc, because that's what he does. Right. I mean, what do you think about this? What's what's going on with Steph? He needs to shake uh, off the rust here. He needs to shake off
1: the rust. Is it did the Rockets just finally crack the code on Golden State? You know, or are they are they taking advantage of Curry's woes right now? I don't know. And and Steph Curry, he's playing with Kevin Durant. He has, you want to talk about a supporting cast? He has it. Yeah. But right now it looks like it's Kevin Durant carrying everybody else. And it's scary to think about because, as you know, Kevin Durant may be entering free agency after the season. Klay Thompson is entering free agency after the season. So right now, Golden State, is this their, their swan song? Okay. You know, is this their last chance as this powerhouse team to to win it all again, one one last time.
0: Well, I'd like to not see him win it. <laughs> I know. I I mean, I'm if, so sick of them winning it. If there's any playoffs, sorry guys, I'm going to offend probably NBA fans right here. But if there's any playoffs that I've just had it with, it's the NBA playoffs. <laughs> I I enjoyed covering the Cavs when that happened, mm-hmm. um, when LeBron was there, but that was different. Yep, they, they came back. And with Le- LeBron, they worked their way back to the finals and, you know, a couple years have had su- success and then they won the final and everything. So I enjoyed that. It was a little bit different, but then it started to get like every single year, it was like the same thing.
1: And I'm like, const- it's, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make it in- enjoyable at no. all. What, why would people want to watch the NBA when you just know Golden State's going to win at the end of every year? It's like the NFL.
0: You're sick yeah. of watching
1: the Patriots win.
0: Well, it is, it, and sometimes people just want to see things shaken up. I mean, you have your diehard fans, and you have your sure. friends that always root for the Steph Currys and the Kevin Durants and the Golden States, but we also have people, I think, that are just like, hey, Houston, can we do mm-hmm. something here? Can, I know, can, I was, so I was about to say, guys out? I'm Team Harden all the way. Well, Harden in Houston. He's an MVP. Mm-hmm. Like, James Harden is unbelievable. Yep like the past couple of years what he's been able to do and then did you see he injured his eye he like cut (laughs) open what was it like his lid or something I don't know it doesn't look good for anyone who's seen the viral photos of his eye it does not look good no and he it was yes it was two days ago the game um he was playing in and the one they won and you could see it was still all bloodshot and it reminded me of the Terminator movie. You know those <laughs> robots. <laughs> so I like posted a gif.
1: Cause it's a lot really- of a lot of Terminator talk around it is. here in the, the NBA ter- playoffs.
0: The Terminator. Um, I know. So yeah, I I hope that they can do that. I hope they they can bounce Golden State, but they're down. Um we'll have to see what happens in that.
1: I know. Stay tuned. I, I love this time of year because you're like bouncing between NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs. NFL talk is starting. It's not starting. NFL talk is year round, but you know, when you're getting closer and closer to training camp um, and it gets a little overwhelming if you're a sports fan or a follower of sports, there's a lot going
0: on. So that brings us to our last point and that is the Stanley Cup playoffs, which I am biased, but I think is one of the best playoff systems in professional sports. And right now things are just getting crazy wild getting crazy so we will um be bringing on our special guest in just one moment to break it all down
1: all right guys we've got an announcement to make blue wire is teaming up with harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably go to harrys.com slash blue wire to save ten dollars on a value trial set which includes five blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade rich lathering shave gel travel blade cover you get all of that for just three dollars shipped right to your door enough with the cheap razors
0: it's totally worth trying harry's harry's is thick shaving by combining a simple clean design with quality and durable blades at a fair price Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and over-designed. Harry's actually bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. So join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. All of Harry's blades come with 100% quality guarantee, if you don't love your shape, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Again, make sure you go to Harry's.com slash blue wire to re- redeem your razor for just $3. Well, now with the assist, we bring in ESPN Sports Center Anchor and hockey guru John Bucci Grass. Thank you for hopping on the podcast today.
2: Great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: First of all, uh Bucci, how much are you enjoying? the Stanley cup playoffs, because I know personally, selfishly, I'm enjoying every minute of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, it really starts for me with the NCAA hockey and the, uh, the NCAA tournament and the frozen four, which mm-hmm. uh, I get to do every year with Barry Melrose. So to me, the the hockey sweet spot starts starts in March as you have NHL teams trying to make the playoffs. And then of course we, we crown a college national champion, and then, uh, and then man, and then it's right into the Stanley Cup playoffs. So uh, this is a, this, this is my favorite time of year.
1: Well, Tampa Bay swept the Caps swept. Have you been at all surprised about how things have played out?
2: No, hockey's a random sport, and there's a goalie, and which is the great equalizer, and it can uh-huh. uh, it can certainly even things out that are normally maybe where one team is better. So uh, the <laughs> randomness of hockey. And uh, the fact that a goaltender has such an impact on the sport causes upsets to happen. And uh, certainly Columbus sweeping Tampa Bay is its an all-time shocker, one of the all-time shockers. But again, when you look in the hard salary cap era, there's not a big difference in teams. I mean, in my mind, Seth Jones is just about as good as Victor Hedman. Our Terry Panarin is... Just about as good as Nikita Kucherov, you know, right in the ballpark, and so you, you kind of take that out. Then you go from there. Yes, certainly with Stamkos, that would then maybe sway the uh, favor back into Tampa Bay's corner. But there's not really a huge difference between these teams,
0: and that's what I think makes it so great, Bucci, is because we people can argue. You know, the NBA. You know, p- playoffs are the best, or the NFL playoffs are the best. But I personally think this is what makes hockey so special and the Stanley Cup playoffs so special because you really don't know what you're going to get in the postseason.
2: No, you don't for sure. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, football has a salary cap, but and and there's some you know outside of the Patriots it, the league kind of takes turns having teams make the playoffs. Um, some some franchises are, have been in that for a long time, and uh, the NBA is a luxury tax so you can go over that and you can and you can stack your roster uh if, if in a certain way because it's not a hard salary cap and and the same with baseball we see those similar teams in baseball make the playoffs because there's no hard salary cap and the wealthy teams can spend more invest more in the minor right. and invest more in, in international scouting and, and, and signing so yeah so hockey's a it's a it, the hard salary cap and and the uh, and all the the great players that are pouring into the league and the smart executives that now populate the sport, uh, there's very few dummies anymore that to take advantage of.
0: Well, I wanted to touch on the Dallas St. Louis matchup because obviously I'm following that closely, having covered the Preds the past couple of seasons. I think anyone who follows the NHL knows that you know this is a series they weren't surprised is going into seven. You actually have the Blues in seven. Why?
2: Uh, You know, I I did just seem a little bit deeper in terms of their lines Um, than Dallas. Certainly Dallas had the hot goaltender, Ben Bishop, as a nominee. Mm -hmm. But I love Biddington's attitude and his confidence in that. I think the team is confident in him. They've been a scorching team since January 1st, going from last in the Western Conference Um, all the way to making the playoffs. So they're certainly on an upward trend. And I'm sure they still feel good about themselves. And it's just obviously, again, most of these series are coin flips. You just kind of go with a gut. Thought it would be a long series. And, um, you know, certainly Game 7 home teams do have a big advantage. So if you're going to take a team... Uh, I guess you, you you veer towards the home team, but I took Columbus in seven as well. So I'll need them sure. to go home and win win at home, and then go back to Boston and try to steal one there. The the Bruins actually game seven home in the playoffs. They've, they've been kind of a fifty fifty team the last uh, the last decade or so. They have lost game sevens at home, so uh, it's a it, it seems like when you're down three two, if you get that game six, you're really feeling good about the game seven. So we'll see how St. Louis took care of their business on on Sunday. So we'll see if Columbus can, but yeah, you know, they're very, very tight, very close to all these series.
1: And the jackets were very vocal about that weaker Boston crowd too. So that could play Ruby. into things as well. <laughs> um, the blue jackets, regardless of moving on or not, did Yarmo get it right going all in this year? Obviously Matt Duchesne was a huge pickup midseason, but especially since they got out of that first round for the first time ever.
2: Yeah, I was the one uh, and I was on Twitter all year long saying that they should keep these uh, players. You should use their services while you have them, unless you're a completely rancid team like Ottawa and you're not going anywhere and you know you're going to lose Mark Stone. Well, of course you trade Mark Stone uh, and Matt Duchene as they did, although they didn't get too much back from Columbus in the Duchene trade. They did very well in the Mark Stone trade. Uh, So I felt that Columbus was close enough. You know, why weaken your team to the point where, A, you might not make the playoffs, and B, when you get there, you're not going to do much. So Mm -hmm. I'm always for using these players' services like Panera, and we know he's gone. Uh, Bobrovsky is is going to be gone. So uh, use their services and try to win as much as you can this year. And sell season tickets and who knows, maybe get to the Stanley Cup final, which certainly they could do if they win these next two games. They're going to play a Carolina team who they're, you know, certainly right there. That's a coin flip series as well. And they could suddenly be right. in the Stanley Cup right. final. So, yeah, I, I, I supported keeping them and using their services uh, for their uh, entirety of the season, unless for some reason someone came and just blew them away. But uh, didn't think that was going to happen.
0: Yeah, and transitioning into the Canes, uh, moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, Don Cherry called them a bunch of jerks in February after their celebrations that have kind of gone viral. Hey, it's worked well for Carolina, and for you, is this one of the best stories right now in hockey?
2: Yeah, you know, it's okay to me. I'm I'm not all hypnotized and, and drunk by it. Uh, <laughs> I was, you know, it's it, it's fine. Um, you know, I, I was there in 2000. Two when they made the Stanley Cup final against Detroit, they won game one and then lost four in a row. But that, that, that rink was really loud, they were tailgating, much the same as going on now. And that was 17 mm-hmm. years ago. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not a new thing for me. Like I've seen that rink get that loud and that city go that mm-hmm. crazy. Um, at least part of the city. Who knows? You know, it, it's like the old argument: how many fans are there? Are there twenty-five thousand Hurricane fans? And sure. eighteen go to the game, and seven thousand really watch at home. And then, then, you get obviously in the playoffs, you might get the rest of the city tuning in for some civic pride. But um, sure. I was a little uncomfortable with some of the celebration. As a player, I probably would have been a little uncomfortable doing some of that stuff. And I bet some of them were at the beginning, and then they probably realize it's not a big deal, and they only do it at home and they wait till the other team leaves the ice and they have a little fun. So in the end, I was like, okay, I was I was never offended by it. But I was like, you know, and I'd be a little uncomfortable doing this um, in a professional competitive setting. Um, I I thought they handled it all pretty well. And it wasn't certainly anything about rubbing the other team's face in it. It was more just kind of having a little bit of fun, something you might do in a locker room anyway. You just kind of brought it out in the open.
1: Well, I know we've been saying that all of these series are coin flips for the most part and how unpredictable the Stanley Cup payoffs can be. But do you have any predictions for us?
2: I mean, going forward, it's tough. I still I'm kind of liking how San Jose is trending. Yeah. Um, I did. Yes. I did make a preseason legal Las Vegas bet on San Jose when they were 18 to one. So, um, okay. uh, a friend of mine was out there for a boxing match, and I, in the fall before the season started, and I saw, boy, eighteen to one with this team, and just getting Eric Carlson. Yeah, I think I'll put five hundred bucks mm-hmm. on that. So, uh, so <laughs> I get a chance to make nine grand if they come through at eighteen to one. So I, I'm really- oh my gosh! <laughs> so maybe my maybe my opinion is is, is you know through some rose colored or green colored glasses because I want them to work. <laughs> but I really like obviously Burns and Carlson has really amped it up the last for some reason something happened with him whether he was saving it to put on the light switch or whether he really did have some groin issues and suddenly they really cleared up and he or he mentally he's like you know what i'm just gonna go if they blow apart and i'm done i'm done but i'm just gonna go for it now we, have a good- <laughs> we might be able to win the cup so i'm gonna skate full out and like i said i could tear a muscle any second now it's not 100 percent, but i'm gonna like, i'm gonna go as it is so maybe he's doing that you know because he realizes i mean we're close we're only yeah. 10 you know yeah. we're now they're nine wins away from winning a stanley cup and so, uh, so I'm, I'm liking the Sharks in that young, under-the-radar talent, Couture's clutch, Pavelski's clutch. Thornton gives them that emotional kind of inspirational character that teams can kind of go with uh, to get a great player a cup. That is obviously not a not this final factor. Never worked for Jerome McGinley toward the end of his career as he was trying to get his cup. Didn't happen. But having a guy like Joe Thornton, hockey players are selfless anyway, but when you really foster that that culture of selflessness because you're playing for a veteran, trying to get him the cup, uh, that can only help.
0: Well, you heard it here. Uh, Bucci going to go with San Jose. And (laughs) I I know that Ella and I are both selfishly rooting for the Blue Jackets because Mm -hmm. we spent some time there, but they've got some work to do. So we'll see what happens there. But Bucci, we we really appreciate you coming on the podcast today, breaking down some Stanley Cup playoffs. And uh, enjoy the rest of the ride, huh?
2: Hey, anytime. You guys are great and um, success to you and success to everybody listening.
0: Well, thanks to Bucci again for the big assists when it comes to the NHL playoffs. I always appreciate his knowledge because he's obviously not just a fan of the game at the professional level, but he follows the game at every level. So he's very knowledgeable and we appreciate him coming on. Now time for us to go outside the lines, and I'm kind of excited about this segment. I am, too. So you
1: started off for us. All right. I saw something this weekend, Kayla, yes. on social media. I love finding these little sports stories hidden on social media. This one wasn't too hidden once. It kind of got traction. But Ryan yeah. Shazier, Pittsburgh Steelers player, dancing at his wedding. Now, for people that don't understand why this is such a big deal, Shazier was injured in December 2017 yep. and was never supposed to walk again. He had a horrific, horrific injury in December of 2017. The Pittsburgh Steelers have definitely been a world-class organization in terms of how they have helped him and his family and handled the situation. But to see him dancing at his own wedding was a- incredible to me. When, when you see a guy have an injury like this, it really brings sports in general into perspective very quickly that it's just a game and it can end in an instant as we saw with Ryan Chazier. And to see him in this such a monumental moment in his life, being able to dance with his wife, it was crazy. It was great. And I loved that it took social media by storm and people were sharing it and just so happy for Ryan Chazier and his family.
0: Yeah, I think that he's been such a story that has really just continued to grow in terms of his progress because I think everybody wants to see the outcome of he's going to be able to do everything he was able to do before. Mm-hmm. He might not be able to play football again, but he sure. thinks he's going to. And you Which know what? Which crazy. Whatever you want to think that's going to get you overcoming that hump and overcoming mm-hmm. the hard times more power to you, you know, and and maybe he will play again. You never know. You never ever can say this isn't going to happen because with modern day medicine and just certain people and their perseverance, there's no reason to say that it won't happen. Right. So I think it's such a great story and it it's just another step in the right direction for him. He just keeps on making progress. And it's just one of the great sports stories that just keeps on going. And we wish him the very best because it's, it's certainly a feel-good story. And we're all incredibly happy with what the outcome has been. Yeah, so, I love mo- it. So moving on to a weird scene at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. It turned into a nightmare straight out of... <laughs> Please tell me that you've seen this because you're so young. Have you seen My Girl? No. Oh my God, Ella. Am I am I going to get harassed on Twitter when I say this? Is this something I should have seen? Yes, you Uh have to now go and watch My Girl. All my Twitter
1: trolls, they're coming.
0: You will know exactly what I'm talking about when I say it was seen straight out of My Girl. My Girl. My My Girl. girl. My Girl. Swarm of beans. Bees, Excuse me. Invaded the stadium. I and, haven't seen this. Oh my gosh, it is crazy. It's on TMZ, actually.
1: Oh, and leave it to
0: TMZ. They love breaking the top-notch sports stories. They do. But I, I have to say, this was pretty incredible video. Uh, it, so it forced the officials to actually delay the start of the game oh uh, with my. San Francisco. It was so bad, Ella. It was, it was like they, it was like maybe imagine like four or five wasps or bee nests like in like hanging above you and just falls right on you. Like, <laughs> It was a little literal did people sport. even stay for the game? Well, it was down by the field, oh my,
1: so it so, affected the players more than it affected fans That's
0: what I'm saying, and that's what's so crazy about um, baseball. What was that? Umpires and officials. My um, husband's chiming in here. He never <laughs> we' we're, we're we're introducing him organically, but yeah, he's a baseball guy, so he hey Travis ella says hello (laughs) um so yeah it was a pretty crazy sight but that's what's so crazy about baseball we've seen all the weird things that happen when you're out on a baseball field there's been cats oh you name it birds there's mean, because you're out in the open people people streakers yeah (laughs) um maybe baseball needs a little uh little kick like that though right now yeah why not i thought that was i thought that was funny though
1: that's good do you know what I thought was funny, too? What? And we talked about this last week on the podcast, which if you haven't listened to our NFL Draft show, please go do so. We talked about how the Raiders basically watched the national championship game and then just drafted everyone from the team. That was kind of their their form of scouting.
0: Yes, And did.
1: they drafted three Clemson players. Well, this past weekend, the Raiders hosted rookie minicamp, And the Raiders staff showed up in Clemson gear. Oh, God.
0: Would they invite Dabo?
1: I mean, honest to God, they were all wearing Clemson sweatshirts, T-shirts. They took pictures with the three draft picks. Oh, my. Who were obviously there attending rookie minicamp. And then John Gruden, of course, addressed it with the media. And I have his quote, actually, right here. Okay. He said, quote, some of the underclassmen will keep us wearing that orange color next year, I
0: hope, because they are loaded.
1: <laughs> so I don't think the Raiders are packing up their Clemson gear anytime no, soon.
0: And you know what? What if they try to, what if they try to, um, persuade Dabo to come on staff? Don't you see that? I, Couldn't you see that being his next move too?
1: Like, that would be Dabo and John Gurdon, I just oh don't God. see that working. I don't know, though.
0: The also, Dabo Sweeney is now
1: the highest paid college football coach, so
0: I don't think he's going Yeah, anywhere. no, yeah, for that reason, <laughs> we thank you. No, he's not.
1: Uh, they, real- just, they just landed more five-star recruits this past weekend, including the top quarterback in the class.
0: I'm not even going to argue, though. I met Dabo at the NFL draft. I interviewed him. I didn't really know anything about him before, except for he's a good coach in terms of winning. I think he's great now, so now I'm just, like, on the Dabo train. All wouldn't right, you, wouldn't you know? He did a dance move move for me to end the interview, so I'm in. You do a dance move for me, you're in. It's over. You're on <laughs> Kayla's good list. So game over. We are going to go to the knockout round. Just a quick wrap up of today's podcast, and hopefully, you guys liked the new format because I think it's we kind of bring our personalities a little more. You got the guest side of things. We broke down some things with Bucci when it comes to the playoffs, but. I'd say, Ella, we touched on about everything we could. We touched on a lot, Kayla.
1: We did. Kentucky Derby, that was something new. We don't get to do, obviously, like you said, very often. We don't talk about horse racing too much until it's that first weekend in May every single year. And then, of course, the NBA playoffs, which we'll be doing a lot more talking of that in the weeks to come as well.
0: Okay, so we're going to leave you with a thought. Actually, we're going to give you homework. Okay, oh God.
1: we we are. I wasn't ready. We're gonna for this. give
0: you homework out there, so get out your pens, get out your <laughs> iPhones, whatever you do. I I'm a, <laughs> I'm a note taker still. I actually use pad and paper. I do yeah. too. I'm extremely old school. I want you to jot down our social media platforms and where you could go to register to follow us on itunes when it comes to our podcast
1: all right if you're on itunes click that subscribe button please leave us a rate or review we love to hear from you i'm actually (laughs) laughing while i'm saying this because if anyone follows me on instagram my sister took over my instagram over the weekend and she was encouraging people to go listen to our episode but she was mocking me she was imitating how i talk on the podcast and she said that. She goes, please leave us a rate or review. <laughs> we no. love sisters, don't we? So that's why I'm thinking of her now while I say it. Anyway, on Twitter and at- Instagram, thanks. Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us at PressPass Pod. And then our personal accounts at Ella Didge and at Kayla Anderson TV. And okay. we'll be talking about all these topics that yes. we discussed. Um, via social media as well and then be sure to check out other blue
0: wire podcasts just search blue wire on itunes all right we brought you the energy and hopefully you guys fed off of it a little so enjoy the rest of the week and we will be back here bringing you some new stuff next week have a good one